0: Last year, the restaurant Chipotle made national headlines when they did a month-long campaign featuring drag queens. This year, in May, Taco Bell says it's rolling out the purple carpet for drag brunch. On top of that, ministers are now jumping on the bandwagon. Churches around the U.S. are having drag queen worship services and events like Drag Me to Church. What would you do if the place where you gather for worship hosted such an event? What does the Bible have to say? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're happy that you have joined us today. We are going to take your calls. The number to join us is 877 time. 877 877-363-8463. Drag queens coming to a church near you. Yes, you heard that right. That's what's happening in churches around the United States today. This isn't something that is... Uh, years from now, or something that happened a long time ago, it's happening today, and we're going to talk about it in a little more detail. Before we do, I want to remind you that this is the last week to get the future, according to Bible prophecy from Dave Robbins. It's our newest video that's out. You can get the DVD uh, that's available for pre-order right now. The last week to pre-order is this week. You can get it for a donation of any amount, $5, $8, $20, $500. It doesn't matter what it is. Pray, ask the Lord what you should give. Go to com slash future or call 800 endtime time and give your donation today, and we will put you on the list to mail that out when it ships in May. So be sure to go check that out. All right, Doug. Is this your church in the drag me to church thing? Or?
1: <laughs> no, sir. That's not my church at all.
0: What would happen if it was your church? <clears throat>
1: I would... Uh... Get out of that pew and run for the back door as fast as I could. I would imagine, Vince, if I if I knew it was going to happen before that, I would probably uh, have a long conversation with my
0: pastor. Well, it makes me wonder what others would do if that were happening at their church, because there are crazy things that happen at church. You know, I mean, we—that's just how it is. And that we, we're people; we're imperfect. We're imperf- Im- imperfect, yeah. um, and we do dumb stuff every once in a while. Yeah, and we do things that we think represents love or whatever. Things happen at churches all the time that might be questionable. Some people make a big deal out of the bulletin changing colors, and that's not something you should stop going to church over. Right. But this is featuring a drag queen Mm -hmm. coming to the church because we love everyone, and everyone's invited in the kingdom. And so there's more to it than that. But nonetheless, it seems that people who've been going to a church for a while struggle to leave that church because of the roots that, the, that you know, they went to Sunday school at this church. Their right. kids went to Sunday school at this church and so on. Right. And so when things like this happen, I, I often wonder what is going on with the members of that congregation. What are they thinking about this? Well, you know,
1: Vince, whenever you're we're at church and, uh, I mean, I know you feel the same way, so I'm going to kind of say this, and I, I believe you'll agree with me. But when we go to church, uh, we're expecting an anointed message to come, and and we're expecting to connect with with God in that service. You know, the, we we have the worship that that leads the spirit into the place, and then we have an anointed minister that gets up there and shares a word with us. And and I believe that um, you know this is how the spirit moves in the church, and God gives that pastor a word for the congregation and now we've got these churches who are allowing a uh, drag queen to come into their church and and lead them do you think they're leading them in a message from god i i find that hard to believe because it goes against what the word of god says and you know i mean the, the thing about it is genesis chapter one tells us that god created male and female in his own image he created them male female, but the world is telling you, hey, you can choose your gender. God didn't make you male or female. You can be whatever you want. You can. The doctor assigns gender. Yeah, that, or, what, or, or you can
0: assign it to yourself. You know, yeah. they're
1: teaching our kids. Well, no,
0: the, the reason why it's flawed is because the doctor said, this oh, is a there's boy. a male, there's right. a female. Right,
1: has nothing to do with. Uh, we
0: yeah. didn't stop and consider your feelings and get your
1: consent right. with
0: writing male on the. On the
1: paperwork, absolutely. And so now we we've got schools that are teaching our kids that they can assign their own gender to themselves and things like this. Well, all that is is the devil trying to come in and blur the lines of what the Bible says and what what God has said, what God ordained, male and female. He made them in His image. And you know, our president said a couple of weeks ago, and we played uh, a little story about that, where uh, President Biden said that uh, they were made in the image of God, that He recognized the lgbq and they were made in the image of their god well we are made in the image of god but god said that we're made male and female and not in a state where i can say tomorrow i'm going to be a female you know that's not the way that it works and so anyway our, our
0: world's getting really twisted and the devil's behind all this so how about this doug this isn't something we talked about beforehand so we'll see how you respond <laughs> oh boy you're um, really gonna get me
1: worked up aren't you let's
0: say it's this coming sunday or let's say it was last sunday mm-hmm you're sitting in church and a drag queen walks in and sits by you or in front of you. Do you tap the drag queen on the shoulder and say, hey, I need to talk to you in the foyer or the lobby or whatever your church calls it and then you tell them not to come and leave and not come back No no, not at all. and,
1: and so that scenario is a whole lot different than this right and, and so when if that were to happen, First of all, we, we have shepherds in that church, the ministers of that church. They're going to be teaching the truth. And, and that falls on, uh, on the Spirit of God moving in that service to work on that person, not me. I'm not going to run somebody out of my church because they look different than I do or because um, they act different than I do. I'm going to try to help that person achieve the born-again experience, to be saved and to be born again. And you can't do that by telling them, look, you're not welcome here. Don't ever come back. Uh, You do that by you you let somebody come in there, let the word of God fall on them and let the spirit of God move on that person. And, you know, you pray that, hey, this person eventually will be delivered from this situation. That's what we're hoping for. But we're not going to save them by running them out of the church.
0: So we're not presenting what's going on in a hateful way like we're anti drag queens uh, where they shouldn't be allowed in the church. Or we don't want people that are LGBTQ plus, all the other letters. We don't want them to come into our. We're not saying stay away from our church because right. you and I both, our lives have been transformed. That's right. We've been born again and radically changed, yeah. and the lifestyle that we were brought up in, right. that we were born into. And in some, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that drag queens were born into that. I'm saying we're born into situations that have nurtured us into sin. Right. And we've both been born again and yeah. radically transformed. And so I want it's everybody. It's
1: still in the process, I might say. We are still in the process of being saved through this. We're still in the process of being radically changed. God's not done working
0: on us just because we've been born again.
1: He's working things out of us.
0: Well, I don't so. care if it's Donald Trump, Joe <laughs> Biden, Barack Obama, right. or some random drag queen. I want them going to church where I'm going right. and help them meet Jesus the way that I have and And we believe that God's spirit can radically transform these people's lives. It's not a hate show, but we are wanting you to know about what's happening in churches that could be right up the road from you. So stay tuned. We've got more information and some videos to share with you. So don't go anywhere. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine to give or learn more go to intimecom ukraine or call 800 end time that's endtime.com ukraine or
2: 800-363-8463 hi i'm judy baxter when Irvin and i got married we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry since we started end time ministries there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills
0: Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Drag queens coming to a church near you. That's the subject for today because that's what's happening around the United States and we want you to know about it. What would you do if your church or the place where you gather for worship hosted an event like Drag Me to Church, which features a drag queen um, in the service, I guess as, as an evangelist sort of, uh, what we The language we would use in, in the church community is an evangelist is coming today and it happens to be a drag queen. How would you process that at your church? And we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say. So don't go anywhere. We'd love to hear from you. The number to join us is 877-N-TIME, 877-363-8463. Also, as you know, this is an important subject that truth needs, truth and love need to be spoken into And so uh, be sure to share this video if you're on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere else where you're able to share. Please hit the share button now. Hit the heart icons. Helps us get the message out. And we want truth and light to shine in this world. And we want it to be done in love. And that's what we're going to try to do today to the best of our ability. All right, Doug. Uh, We're going to try to do it with love. But the first story is about Taco Bell. So I don't know how much love there can be. Because I'm not personally a Taco Bell fan. It's... Yeah. Like, kind of like dog food.
1: I used to be back in the day, but
0: not so much anymore. I believe at one point Alpo owned Taco Bell, didn't they? <laughs> or they were owned by the same parent company I, or something I, like I that. I don't know that. I don't but. What's the Bible I have to say about Taco Bell? <laughs> don't do, I don't know. The story says Taco Bell says it's rolling out the purple carpet for a new immersive fan experience at some of its eateries across the country called Drag Brunch. I ain't ever going to a brunch called Drag Brunch, I'll just tell you. According to a news release, the events will kick off on May 1st at the Las Vegas flagship cantina on the Strip. The tour will then be held in four additional cities from May to June. Chicago, Nashville, New York City, and Fort Lauderdale. This release states that each show will be hosted by a drag performer, and Taco Extraordinaire, K. Sedia. And the Las Vegas show will feature local drag performers, Coco Montrez, Mirage Amoro, and Anitra. Two shows will be held on May 1st in Las Vegas, one at 10.30 a.m. and a second at 12.30 p.m. The release states that reservations will be available through open table for fans ages 18 and up. So this is adults only.
1: Yeah, that's the upside to the story, that, that, that you know,
0: if there is one, that
1: uh, it's for adults only, which is good, because they've been trying to, you know, have library readings with, you know, story time with a drag queen and things like this to inundate our children with it and get them used to drag queens, you know, being uh, their friendly neighborhood drag queen, reading stories to them in the library. So it's good that... Taco Bell is making this like an adult-only type of situation, uh, but I'm telling you, I I wouldn't go to Taco Bell. I mean, I don't go to Taco Bell for other reasons now, <laughs> but I wouldn't go there now for sure. But it's it's one thing when we've got our restaurants and libraries and and things like that that are worldly anyway, doing things like this and celebrating LGBTQ RSP whatever. But now we've got... Well, the Queen Latifah song, or? I don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but now we've got churches jumping into it. And so that's what worries me. When we've got churches doing this, and we did a story a few months ago where there was actually a pastor uh, at a, believe it was a Methodist church. He was like one of the associates. And he dressed up in drag and, and taught the children at their church. Um, and I think that was actually one day when, when you were out and I was doing a program by myself and I showed a picture of him and talked about that a little bit. Uh, but now we've got churches that are doing this all over the place and you think, okay, well, maybe this is just in certain areas, but it's all over the place. You would think a state like Texas. Now this is Austin that we're about to talk about, but in, in Austin's theme, their, their whole thing that goes with the city is keep it weird because it is kind of strange down in the Austin area. But this is, uh, this is a place where, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the heartland of Texas. It's the capital of Texas, and this is a church in Austin, Texas, that's hosting one of these drag-me-to-church situations. So we have a video if you're ready to play the video. I'm
0: not ready, but we'll play it
3: anyway. Okay, let's see the video. One congregation in Austin gathered for a church
4: service this morning, but get this, there's a twist. This Sunday morning service doubled as a drag show. Our Emily Pofal has more on what this means for the area's LGBTQ community. Meet Roxy, also known as Dylan Kircher. Roxy is a drag queen. She's been performing her whole life.
5: Singing, dancing,
4: performing, and Looking great doing it. She also grew up in the church.
5: It means so much to see um, such
6: an outpour of love and support um, from a community that growing up, um, I thought,
5: would reject me at first and say that you're not good enough.
4: Austin Congregational Church is open and affirming, meaning they welcome people of all gender and sexual orientations and expressions, what church leaders call a safe space for the LGBTQ community in Austin. There is always a need for solidarity. There is always a need for support. Something the Austin community has been waiting for.
5: I think in our community especially, there has been a gap.
1: There is always a need for people to stand in the gap and to... Support each other and to just say that you are loved.
4: Roxy, along with church leaders, organized the event called Drag Me to Church to bring the community together.
1: What we wanted this to be was a deliberate intentional welcome to the LGTB community. Not
5: just in this church, all are welcome, but in our community, all are welcome.
4: Roxy performed during the service and afterwards during brunch with two other local queens. <laughs> The Queens and Austin Congregational Church hope to continue their partnership with more LGBTQ pride events in the coming months to bring joy to what they feel is an underrepresented part of the community. The
5: allies and the supporters, um, to see that growing in this community is great.
4: In Austin, Emily Pofal, ABC6 News.
1: Okay, I have to apologize because <laughs> I just realized when I saw that, that's Austin, Minnesota, I guess. A little different or, than yeah. Austin, Texas. So, yeah, that's a lot different than Austin, Texas. So I apologize to the capital of Texas. However, it's probably happened there, Vince, because have you ever been to Austin? I have, So once. Yeah. It, it, they probably have had it there, too. But anyway, we don't know that, so I apologize.
0: Well, you know... It's still keeping it weird.
1: It is keeping it weird.
0: And um, I can't even put myself in the position of those people we saw sitting around the table like they're at some church fellowship event. Like, what would I do? Because I'm like, I'm not even going to make it there at right. the table. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I, I just don't get how we've arrived here.
1: The thing is, I mean, if if somebody... If somebody told me that a drag queen was going to come in and lead worship and and deliver a message I'd be out of that church. I mean, I just that that is the polar opposite of what the gospel says. And and we'll talk about that as we get into this a little bit. Well, and show some you some people are going says, to argue but, that
0: though, Doug. Yeah. The polar opposite of what the gospel says.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if the drag queen gets up and says repent, be baptized in Jesus name, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit like Death, burial, resurrection. If they get up and preach that, it's not the polar opposite of what the gospel says. Uh, well, do you remember when? <laughs> do you remember when Paul and Silas went to
1: jail? What they went to jail for? When when the Lord sent the earthquake and broke them out of jail? There was a there was a girl who had a demon in her, and she was saying, "Listen to these men. They're proclaiming the gospel. They're telling the truth." And she just kept on and kept on while Paul was trying to talk. He finally turned around and said, "Demon, come out of her." And they went to jail for it because the guy who that girl belonged to was making money off of her because she had a demon in her that could tell fortunes and things. So there's times when demons can be used to to tell something that might be true, but it's still a demon saying it. And I'm sorry, but if a person is running around, living a life as a woman, but they were born a man and they have all that stuff on and they're portraying themselves like that, that is not of God. That is not of God. So, there's scripture. We're going to talk about it. Get me off my soapbox, and let's just. Get well, back I to
0: just you. wanted to <laughs> highlight that because there yeah. are people that are very well-meaning. Mm-hmm. They've been in, you know, in the like for the for this case of the story that's coming up, the Lutheran Church in South Carolina. Right. They've been a Lutheran their whole life. Their daddy was a Lutheran. Their granddaddy was, and on and on and they are gentle and nice and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. but they're going to say things like that where it's like, well, they got up and preached Jesus just like the pastor did last week, and they're going to try to, Mm. and I'm not siding with them. I'm just saying that I don't know how to break through and communicate properly with people who are viewing it. I guess I I have to start with being self-honest. Right. We've got to be able to look at this stuff self-honestly and go, "Wow, well, this is against the Bible. Yeah. Period. Well, and so
1: Revelation 17 and 18 talks about Mystery Babylon. It talks about a false religious system that's going to be set up. Uh, it talks about the woman riding the back of the scarlet beast. And in Revelation 18, 4, the Lord says, Come out of her, my people or else you partake of her sins and share in her cup of wrath. So, the Lord wants us to pull out of things like this. He doesn't want Mm -hmm. us to be involved in churches that are not teaching truth, in churches that are allowing this kind of behavior to happen that goes against God, regardless of what this person might be trying to say from a pulpit. If a man's dressed as a woman, that's not a God. So... I might have just made some enemies on the program, but I'm sorry. I got to call it like it is. On this, this is the Lord is telling us to come out of her, my people. We don't want to be partakers of this. We want to be in churches teaching the truth. We want to be in churches that, like I said before, are anointed by God. When that pastor gets up to teach the truth, he's teaching us truth, and we're going to lead there with a word from the Lord. So, anyway, I'm, I'll turn it back over to you, Vince, mm-hmm. and, and let you go, and I'll get off my soapbox for a second.
0: I don't know where we were going. I think to this story. We're gonna read the story. That where next. We're headed? Yeah, that's uh, where all right. we're headed. Let's do this. South Carolina Church. well before I do, uh, I do want to remind you that we are taking your calls. What would you do if your church hosted a drag me to church event? The number to join us is eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We would like your insight. We'd like your perspective on how you would manage that. And if you have a question about anything uh, related to that, we'll do our best to answer Um, But this story is from the dissenter, it's called, uh, the title of it is South Carolina Church to Host Drag Queen Worship Service. So we just saw that video where they allowed a drag queen to um, sing in church and play the piano, and then afterwards they had a fellowship event where three drag queens danced around and did all the things, dressed up the way that they were, and... Now we're talking about a uh, drag queen worship service, Doug. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any worse. It's just different. Like, th- It's not good either way. But this is just different. This is like if you go into a normal service and it's drag queen led, I guess. So let's right. see what it says. A while back, the dissenter reported that an institution masquerading as a church allowed a drag queen to take the pulpit ...to indoctrinate children and then hold a prayer time with them. As the man dressed in risque, flamboyant clothing sat with the children, he taught them all about how the Lord Jesus Christ lived a perfect life and died in their place on the cross so that they could live. Just kidding. No, he did not. Instead, he taught them how they could blaspheme God by rebelling against his design for sexuality and gender and then attempted to explain to them how God would be pleased by their behavior. Sick, right? Of course it is. But this epidemic of drag queens gaining access to children is happening everywhere. In fact, it's happening so much that there are entire denominations that are dedicated to spreading this perverse ideology. Those denominations would include... Am I supposed to read this part out loud, Doug?
1: I mean, these are churches that are doing. It. All right, so I guess this I is will. an article you're reading.
0: So. I guess I will. I didn't write this article, neither did Doug. Right, but these uh, denominations would include the United Methodist Church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church, and the Presbyterian Church (PCUSA). And believe me, as Reformation Charlotte is covering and documenting the trends, the more conservative denominations are sliding too. Here we have another church that's faithfully preaching the gospel on Sunday morning. Again, just kidding, they are not. Instead, on May 12th, 2022, Trinity Lutheran Church in Greenville, South Carolina will be hosting a drag queen who will take the pulpit and according to their Facebook announcement, lead them through a unique style of worship. They said, Trinity is very proud to present Drag Me to Church, a drag show about church, faith, and God's inclusive love. You'll be endlessly entertained as the Lady D, which is, that's not her real name, Mm -hmm. but that's what I'm going with because the name is inappropriate. Uh, The Lady D leads us through her unique style of worship, which includes as many laughs as it does amens. Do not miss this rare opportunity. To see a drag queen in church. All right, there it is, folks. Give us a call 877 in Time, 877 363 8463. We'll talk a little bit more about this story and what the Bible, specifically Bible prophecy, has to say about what's going on in the world right now.
3: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies,
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877 end time 877-363-8463. We uh, were interrupted with the break in the middle of a story called South Carolina Church to host Drag Queen Worship Service. And we were reading the Facebook announcement that the church put out that ends with, Don't, Do not miss this rare opportunity to see a drag queen in church. It goes on to say that one church member and supporter responded to the Facebook announcement positively stating, Jesus did not discriminate and we should not either. And she is correct, though for the wrong reasons. Jesus did not and certainly does not discriminate. Now, he commands everyone to repent. Acts 17, 30, 31 is quoted in this article. It says, The times of ignorance God overlooked But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. And we should do exactly the same thing, calling everyone, this isn't scripture now, this is back to the article, including those who have professed faith in Christ yet pervert the gospel to their own destruction, to repentance. Earlier this year, the same church hosted homosexuals living in open rebellion, God's commandments to lead the worship service. So there it is, Doug.
1: Yeah, we're starting to see that more and more with uh, a bunch of different denominations where they are actually hiring uh, pastors who are openly gay to lead the congregations and allowing this uh, to become more and more prevalent within the church. Uh, So that's where the danger lies, uh, of course, because... Uh, unsuspecting people may come to that church, and you know, like you said, it may be a church that somebody grew up in uh where they're they're connected to that church because of the people because of growing up there, and you know this has been their tradition their whole life, and then boom, all of a sudden they've got a homosexual pastor or a worship leader leading them who is living in a homosexual lifestyle and uh like i said this this goes against the word of
0: God, well doug, you know that that's the big thing I think is You know, aside from all the risk and response and and the possibilities, this is going against the Bible. Yeah. And so if you go to a church that does things that go against the Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what to say in a I don't know how to package this in a nice and pretty way. I just have to say, stop going to that church. Right. I mean, if they're if they're a church, they should follow the Bible. Right. It's that. I mean, it's that black and white. Yeah. And if they're not following the Bible, don't go to that church. Right. And this is a pretty extreme in the face thing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be churches that maybe don't do things in accordance with the Bible that aren't as in your face. Right. It's going to be harder to see. I think it's important. Like I mentioned earlier, self honesty is important but also you got to be willing to actually read the Bible and study it for yourself Right. and not just go, well, I heard the message today while I was also scrolling on Facebook on my phone and trying to take care of my kids and all these things and didn't really hear anything. Right. You don't really study the Word of God for yourself. So, I mean, it feels like that maybe that's a big part of it too is people don't even read the Bible hardly anymore, so...
1: Yeah, they may not know what the Bible says.
0: It's not that important to me yeah. because I'm not even... I, I'm reflecting that with my action by not even reading it. And so, boy, there's a lot that can be said here. We're going to get into what does this have to do with Bible prophecy. But before we do, I want to remind you that we have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. And also that, as you can tell by today's subject, we're committed to telling you the truth. Um, We're going to do our best to analyze Scripture and current events and explain to you what's happening through a lens of Bible prophecy even when we know that some of you that follow us are part of this these denominations that we just read off. We don't want to bash you or whatever's going on, but we do want to tell you the facts, give you the truth in and love, and, and allow you to make decisions. And that's what we're committed to doing, no matter how hard it may be some days. And so, if you appreciate that about End Time Ministries, consider partnering with us. We make this show available totally free, and it's because of partners like you, that give every month or give one time a year or however often they do. We have people who donate money to the ministry to allow this show to be totally free. It airs on the radio, on television, on the Internet, totally free every single weekday. And we have a lot more free stuff. And that's all possible because of people like you that partner with us. So consider doing that by going to endtime.com slash give, or you can call 800-363-8463 and partner with us today to continue to help make this show available for free, well, Doug, let's let's get to a call and see what happens. Okay. All right, Lisa in New York, welcome to Into the Age. Hi. Hi, Lisa.
5: God bless you guys. Thank you for all you do. I just wanted to comment on this because it's really sad. These are these are fake churches, like fake news, imposter churches. It's not, they're not Bible-based Christian believing churches. Like you said, if, if somebody came and sat next to us like any other sinner, we're all sinners, we're all there trying, though we're all trying to be delivered, and, and we're there for a reason, they shouldn't be in church if this is their, their game that they want to play. It's just a really sad situation. It's intentional sin, mocking God. These pastors are just, you know, they're leading them to hell, not heaven, that's for sure. It's just a really sad thing to see.
0: Well, why do you feel so strongly about that, Lisa?
5: Well, because it's like all of us, you know, we've all been delivered or, you know, we want to see other people be delivered and they're just not, they're not showing them a Bible based, the word of God, you know, they're allowing anything goes just to please them, to get them in there for, you know, it's the enemy, of course we know, but people that are leading that church, shame on them. It's really a sin that they would just allow it and condone it and promote it like I said we're we're all sinners you know and somebody coming in there and looking for what we all were looking for the first time or test time or whatever every day of our lives all day long you know and the word is one thing but not to be you know exploiting them up on stage and having them deliver messages and stuff it's just it's just but it goes along with everything else that's going on with our schools going on in our governments and our cities it's just complete insanity out there but thank you to you guys for telling the truth because people we all need to hear the truth i need to hear it you need to hear it we've all you know everybody does you might not like it at first but we need to hear it and like you said the holy spirit will start working on you if you're sitting in a pew but when you're up dancing prancing around and mocking god i mean it's shame on you and shame on anybody that runs that church
0: Thanks for calling, Lisa. We appreciate your perspective. Doug, I wonder if Lisa and Joe aren't over there making shows on their own. Good gracious. Everybody in New York can do a show. That's right. There you go. All right, let's go to Dan in Missouri. Dan, welcome to End of the Age.
7: Good afternoon. You're touching on a subject that's been a a problem for me for years. I struggle with churches as it is because it seems like every time I – I've, it's hard to find one that doesn't try to tweak something in the word of God in some way and and if you, if you say something about it then just just saying something about it makes you a center to them this is something i hit i just became aware of i knew the gays in the pulpit and things like that now this how am i ever gonna find a church where i could be comfortable i've Pretty much, I mean, I followed, I followed into the age since It was politics and religion. I don't find that kind of thing with you guys, uh, but they all they all twist something, twist things somewhere. And when you ask them, well, show that to me. They can't show it to you. They just insist that it's the way it is. Mm. So now we got even more confusion well, for people. The only thing I can I've been able to come up with is proverbs and paul added to it hide the word of god in your heart so that you'll not be tossed to and fro by any sense of false doctrine mm-hmm. and i feel like that the holy spirit helped me do that but then when i have gone rush something to somebody that's saying i had a pastor one time doug and i had this conversation on a private phone call one time tell me that if he was telling he was saying something that it just didn't didn't even match the words and when I said something to him about it, he said, I just didn't have the experience with the Holy Spirit he did. Mm. These are the kinds of answers I've gotten. And now they're saying drag queens and I guess drag kings are going to be next because I, I just saw a YouTube video of a drag king. Mm. You know, I, this world's getting very confusing, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, Dan, that's kind of the plan of the, of the dragon ever since he's been uh, – you know, cast out of heaven, the devil's been trying to distort God's word and, and to pervert it in any way he could. And it started with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. So uh, it's nothing new. He's got no new game. He's got no new plan. It's just going on. so uh, Pastor Baxter used to call this kind of church a cafeteria Christian, where they pick and choose what they like in the Bible, and then that's what they go with. And we have to be a 100% into the Word and understand what the Word of God is telling us. And when we see these things, I mean, the Lord told us that we would be able to tell people by their fruits. You'd be able to tell who belonged to Him and who didn't belong to Him by their fruits. And so uh, we have to watch this kind of thing, and and that way we can uh, understand exactly what's going on in a place. If it's not lining up with the Word of God, then it's not something that uh, we need to be involved in. And Dan,
0: you know, you you had mentioned that You'd ask the question, how are you going to find a church where you're comfortable? And I'll, I'll just tell you right up front, we're committing to sending people to churches that may not make them comfortable. We don't believe that God has called us to comfort here on this earth. Um, and, you know, there's... I
7: think, you my, I think you've missed my point about the comfort. I'm comfortable with just saying the word.
0: That's yeah, I mean. and and so, you know, there's not going to be a... There's probably, I don't know if there would be a church that maybe everyone agrees on everything about what the Bible says. We believe that there are some key elements here. You know, one of the things that we draw importance on is being born again. Um, But we send people to churches that believe like we do about being born again, but they may not believe like we do about when the rapture happens. And so we leave room for grace there to say you know, we may not agree with you on that, but we're going to we're going to show some grace and 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 walk with you even though we may not agree on what the Bible is saying about every single thing. So, you know, I believe that the church is one of the things that that God has put in place here on this earth for us to be in community in and that it's important for us to be involved in a church. And so, I I would really love to see you be engaged at a church, and I understand your frustration, but I would encourage you to um. Fine. You know, you can email us, and we'll send you some churches in your area uh, that well, we would I, recommend.
7: I I've, I've been to the one you'd recommend in my area. It's a ways from me. Yeah, and, and it's a good church. I like it. I've, I've been to. I was there when. That's why I first met Pastor, Pastor Baxter. I'm not talking about the things that. Yeah, you know, there's just some differences.
0: I got you. opinion about
7: that scripture. I'm talking about act I they absolutely. Churches absolutely change the word of God to come to a conclusion. When you, when you, when an example, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's true, correct? That's what the Bible says. And you get into a church and they're preaching and arguing with people about the Big Bang Theory, about this and that. And they're adding all this stuff in there that says this is what the Bible says and it doesn't say it. I've got to, if God clapped his hands together <laughs> and put everything in place, the Bible doesn't tell us how he did it just, or when. Yeah. There was not even a day invented at the time. Dan, no, we
0: appreciate your call and your perspective. We are out of time. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, we're coming up on a break, uh, but we do appreciate your call. We'll be getting more into... What, the, what, what does Bible prophecy say about what's happening, and more of your calls after the break. So don't go anywhere. You certainly don't want to miss the last segment of today's edition of End of the Age. Welcome back to End of the Age. Uh, we are going to discuss what all this drag me to church and um, LGBTQ plus lifestyle things. What does that have to do with Bible prophecy? And we're going to get to your call. So if you're on hold, don't go anywhere. We will get to you today. But first, we want to at least talk about what uh, this has to do with Bible prophecy and remind you that this is the last week to pre-order the future according to Bible prophecy you can get it this week only for a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime, and you can give whatever amount the Spirit is leading you to give, and we will ship that to you next month when it arrives. So it's a pre dot com slash future. All right, Doug, what in the world does this have to do with Bible prophecy?
1: <laughs> it, it has to do pretty much everything with Bible prophecy, because even in, in parts of the Bible, like these first couple of scriptures we've got there, this is not necessarily where we look at prophecy, but these are prophetic words by Paul. And and he warned us that this time was coming. And so did Jesus. So um, that's why I wanted to include those scriptures today. All right. All right. You want to read that or you want me to? I'll do whatever you say to do, Doug. <laughs> it doesn't matter. One of us can read it.
0: Uh, you read so much nicer than oh. I do. Acts 20, says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. And See, that goes back to what we were talking about before, where Paul's talking about
1: the, the Holy Ghost has made these pastors overseers for the church that God purchased with his own blood. So on Calvary, he purchased us, and he's put people through the Holy Ghost as overseers of these churches, and that's what Paul's talking about. But he said that there's going to be times when these grievous wolves come in, and they begin to take people away by speaking perverse things. This is pretty perverse. Mm -hmm. What we saw in that video is pretty perverse. Um, So that's why I wanted to share that one. The, The second one comes from Colossians
0: 2. Starting in verse 6, it says... As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, that's a pretty important word there, Yeah. beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ.
1: Yeah, so I feel like both of those are prophetic words from Paul, letting us know that these times are coming and we have to beware, we have to be careful. Jesus also told us that there was going to be times in Matthew 7, he says, I'll, I'll read this, Beware of false prophets, which came to you in sheep's clothing. Talking about the same thing Paul was talking about there. But inwardly they are raving wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits and... Uh, Then I'm going to skip down to the last part of this because I want you to see what he says here. He says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, you work, you that work iniquity. So the Lord says that these people are working in sin, they're working iniquity there. But they'll call upon his name and say, look, we did all these things in your name. What do you think he's talking about there? He's talking about these people who are false teachers, false preachers, false churches that are going to come to him and say, well, Lord, we did all this in your name. Uh, you know, you might hear the name of Jesus, but like I said earlier, when Paul and Silas were thrown into jail that woman that was demon-possessed was speaking truth. There wasn't no uh, falselyhood to what she was saying, but she was interrupting what Paul and Silas were doing, the work of God, and he turned around and rebuked that demon and cast that demon out. That's the same thing Jesus is talking about here. These people are uh, demonic in their thinking. And uh, I'm not saying that they've got demons in them. They may very well. I mean, when when I look at that, that looks demonic to me. Uh, But, uh, you know... What I'm saying is that Jesus knows the heart of that person and knows exactly what that is about, and He tells these people away from me, "You were workers of iniquity." So we got to be ex- extremely careful because I think that's exactly what Jesus was talking about. Like what we saw today mm-hmm. was exactly what He's talking about in that passage in Matthew seven. So we can we can move on to the phone calls, or we can. Blast through these other scriptures, whatever you want to
0: do. Well, there's only two more. We better okay, get to those. I'll let you do that. Matthew thirty Matthew 24, 37 says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And if you look back at what those days were like, Genesis 6, 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually.
1: So so Jesus says before he comes back, it's going to be like those days. And I think that's where we are. People always think of when he says the days of Noah, that, well, it says that they were eating and drinking and giving into marriage. That just sounds like normal life. But when you go back and you look at Genesis chapter 6 and you see what was really going on, the hearts of men were doing everything evil that they could think to do. And I think that that's pretty much what we're seeing in the world today. And it's being pushed upon us like an agenda. And anybody that speaks out against that agenda we're being called hate mongers. So, you know, it's we're living in a very strange time where evil is called good and good is called evil. Isaiah prophesied about it and said woe unto them that do that. So a woe means there's something bad coming if
0: that's your lifestyle. All right. Well, there we go. Let's get to the calls. Holly in Ohio, welcome to End of the Age. Well, thank you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Welcome. Great. Thank you.
9: Uh, yeah, I just, as you were talking on this subject, I was thinking about, I teach a Bible study class myself on Monday evenings, and I was in Revelation, and we ended up uh, for the evening talking about going into the churches that are, the seven churches that were spoken to John by Christ, um, and the state of affairs that was going on in each of the churches throughout the Middle East, and it made me think of the topic that you were discussing today on how each one of them, he addressed them through the angel to tell the message to the churches that each of them seemed to have something positive that was going on. And I'm sure some of these churches that even that you're talking about are not completely in all bad and all evil and all blasphemous. They probably have some good things they're doing in the way of charity and so on. But he also excoriated them, so to speak, with a Things that he had an issue with. And I'm looking at the one in Pergamus, and he even called them. He said, I know they works and where they, you dwell, even where Satan's seat is. And he goes on to talk about that. And at the end, he says to each one of these churches, If you will not repent, I will come as a thief in the night and remove your church from that. So that could be the state of affairs with some of these churches that you're talking about. They will be eliminated by whatever miraculous means Christ might see to it.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. I mean I I agree with you uh completely because I mean we need to be uh harking to what these warnings are to these churches because uh there are many churches right now that are not doing the will of God and they're they're leading people down a path that folks don't need to be on. So that's why you know, we wanted to show this story today and talk about it because uh, if if you're in a church like this, you need to be looking for a new church home. If you're exactly. in a church that's he doing had, that.
9: He took issue with uh, oftentimes their behavior mm-hmm. as well as the teachings that they were promoting in each one of those churches. And Absolutely. God will see to it that they are, in my estimation of study, that they will be removed somehow, mm-hmm. some way. They will be eliminated from his... Uh, from his auspices, if you will.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
9: But I will say goodnight and goodbye. and I love your program. Thank you so much.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. for calling, Holly. God bless you. Let's go to Lawrence in Wisconsin. Lawrence, welcome to End of the Age.
10: Praise God. Hallelujah. How are you going, brothers?
0: We're well. Yeah. How are you?
10: Pretty good. Um, my question is, um, I can't remember which one it was that said that, you know, I'm not kicking them out of the church. Um. How long would you keep them in the church if they came into the church before, you know, if they, like, say they didn't want to turn to God, but, you know, they were just, like, felt comfortable in the church?
0: I haven't thought that far ahead, to be honest with you. I I haven't either, but... I don't (laughs) have a three-week plan in place.
1: I mean, as long as they're not wanting to start teaching, you know, Sunday school to the kids or anything like that, and they just want to come sit in the pew... I I think I would give them as, as long as they needed to get the truth and you know be born again uh I, if they're not causing a problem they're just coming in there and listen, they're listening to the word of God the the Bible tells us that the word of God does not come back void it's going to go and it's going to hit those places it needs to hit it it says that it's like a double edged sword that it's even cutting down to the bone marrow so that is going to penetrate that person if they're truly seeking if they're not right. seeking and they're we just sitting that. there then, you know, there, there's not a they're big not deal with that. Long. Long. No, I, I don't believe so right, either. Right, right. Yeah.
10: Well, I mean, I my question was, is like, you know, like, even the people that are in the uh, church themselves, you know, if they want to go into the bathroom and stuff like that, they're going to be uncomfortable with that because, you know, I mean, they have those bathrooms now for LGBTQ and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, where are they going to go to the bathroom if they're... Great queens, I'm sure they're not going to be going into in the men's bathroom.
1: Yeah. Well,
10: so that's my question is, you know, I mean, how long do you leave them stay in the church if they're yeah. not going to be comfortable? And, you know, we don't have that extra bathroom in our church.
1: Right. Fortunately, have seen them in the
10: courthouse. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with this situation in my church yet. Right. So, but those are issues. I'm sure that would come up eventually. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I we have. I'll just say this. We we do a missions uh, where we send a van out to the local mission. We have a big mission in the area where I live, and we bring in folks that are are really wanderers. They're, They're homeless people, and they go and they stay at the shelter. We pick them up on Sunday mornings and bring them into church. Uh, they're not always somebody who's there for the right reasons. And there have been issues where we've had things come up with those folks and we've had to tell them, look, we can't have you behaving this way. And if you behave this way, again, you know, we're going to have to ask you not to come back if you're going to cause problems during the service or whatever. There are reasons why you ask a person not to be in a congregation if you know that they're not really there for the Word of God, they're not really there to worship the Lord, but they're there to cause problems. We've had issues like that come up doesn't happen very often. Most of those people that come in, they're truly seeking God and they want a word from God. And we've seen God do miraculous things with those folks.
0: Thank you for your call, Lawrence. We're running out of time and I want to get to one more call before the end of the show. So we appreciate you calling. Deborah in Georgia, you've got about 30 seconds. So get right to it or we'll run out of time.
6: Yeah, so how are you today?
0: We're well, how are
6: you? Great, I'm good, good. Just a real quick thing. So I don't see like, LGBTQ people coming into the church, I don't see where that is a bad thing. However, I do see where them leading worship, preaching, uh, leading, you know, any kind of Sunday school service for children, especially uh, those things. Isn't that like sacrilegious? I mean, seriously, uh, I understand that, you know, that Jesus loves us all, and, you know, we're just saved by grace, okay, all of us. But isn't that being, like, sacrilegious? Isn't that, like, just inviting trouble? <laughs> I mean, I and I get it. You know, just come in, you know, let the Word of God wash over you, let the Holy Spirit, you know, start doing its work and stuff and change and transform you. Thank but you, just, Deborah.
0: We've got to cut you off or run out of time. Doug, I think that was directed at you. You've got 18 seconds to respond. Well, i just say
1: this, Vince. You know, Scripture tells us that such were some of us, but we've been washed, we've been sanctified, and, uh, and God has changed us. And that's the only way that we may reach some of these people. If we keep them from coming to church, they'll never hear the word.
4: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries.